0: Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. We didn't have much time to plan this week, but this is still going to be a great episode. We talk about some of the comments we've received over the last few weeks, and it's going to be a total board of smiles. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson.
1: Okay, well, hey, everybody, and uh, we're glad you joined us. Um, this is kind of a thrown-together uh Podcast. I told Ben when he asked me earlier. He goes, "So, what are are we ready today?" And I'm like, "We're gonna wing it, Ben. We're just gonna have to wing it Um, because, like Ben said, we just got back from a homeschool convention in Waco, Texas. And uh, while we were in there, we paid homage to Chip and Joanna Gaines and their uh, Magnolia. How was that? Whatever. It it was. It was good. It was uh, right downtown, and uh, of course. Your mom is a fan, uh, and when we got there, there were a lot of fans, <laughs> um, lots of ladies who kind of had this crazed look in their <laughs> eyes, uh, but it was really amazing. I mean, it's a spectacular place. You can tell. It's very Disney-ish. Wow. Uh, they really paid real close attention to details, and it's really amazing. They took this old granary Um, Has maybe they call it the silos? These great big silos right in the middle of town, and uh, you know they didn't make them all shiny. They still look rusty, and they might have like a big boom sticking out. And they've and they've you know put flowers on it, and it's really it's really very impressive. Even the. The building that has all their knickknacks and souvenirs. And it's all about souvenirs. It's like a whole building that's wow. as big as a warehouse just in souvenirs. That's crazy. Um, so my wife picked up a few things and got a t-shirt or two. And Maggie got a hat. And uh, while we were there, I just saw a couple guys. And they were like, <laughs> they just looked like they could care less. And I went up to this great big guy. And, you know, he had his hat pulled down over his ears. So he kind of had that, you know... Uh, from the hood, you know, and I just went up to him and I stuck my hand out like this, and we we did a fist bump. And he goes, "Man, we're the only dudes here." You know? so. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, it's kind of cool. I read
0: cool. uh Chip's book this year. Uh, uh, I think it's Capital Gains. Something with gains. Yeah, yeah. Capital Gains. And uh, he was saying, I think that it's like they have like ten thousand people a day come through there, or something like that. It's it's unbelievable how many people they are having through there. But it's it was an awesome show, and it sounds like they're going to be. I think restarting here soon or something with something different or their own network or something like that. So yeah, they're going to do something. And then, you know, and
1: so we, we also went to visit whatever the guy's name who does the woodworking Clint somebody. Oh, Oh, harp, harp designs, you know, the guy who always makes the tables for him. And so we went over there and that's just a little tiny building. Um, But, and you can see where a couple of the buildings, they, like the houses they did there. I mean, it's right downtown. I mean, and it is. And uh, if you live in Waco, I hope you don't take this personal. It's really run down. It's a run down area. Kind of the houses are kind of dilapidated. You, because I can remember watching this show and they'd say, Oh, you could get this house for only $37,000. I, I bet they're not $37,000 anymore, but yeah, because, but I've, they were worth $37,000 until Chip and Joanna Gaines came into town and, Um, have transformed the whole town, I guess. And somebody said it's the number one or number two uh, like fastest-growing destination location in the country.
0: That's crazy. I I believe it.
1: I believe it. Um, But we had a great time. We were there at the Teach Them Diligently Waco um, convention. Uh, We have another one. I think there's another one coming up in Atlanta. We're not going to be there, but there's going to be another one in uh, Mobile, Alabama, down there um so if you're in the area we'd love to have you stop by uh heidi st john and myself uh with ours debbie's going to be there with my wife you can meet her as well as heidi and jay st john which is a reminder to me that uh if you're still considering or maybe it's kind of fallen out of your head um because we made a big deal about it a while back about the refresh homeschool cruise the uh, not homeschool the refresh marriage cruise um, if we Heidi and Jay and I were all talking about it, and we're super excited, we met some people down there in Waco. We're planning to be there with us. In fact, they've already sold out a big block of rooms, but they they've extended it just a little bit longer. Uh, in fact, they've extended the deal uh, to April twentieth. Um, so uh, you have still a few more days to get under that, and maybe they'll extend it again. I don't know. Maybe this is a scam. Carnival is doing. Oh yeah, you gotta be done by such and such time. But uh, it's still uh, time to, there's still time to pull the trigger if you're thinking about doing it. Uh, And if you're thinking about doing it, you should do it because it's gonna be an awesome, awesome time. Uh, As I'm looking at my picture also, you know, uh, I just got a shipment of hats that came in today. I'm trying to show it to you. Family man hats, if you've got a husband who wants a really cool lid to wear this summer. Um you make sure you pick up one of these hats. We've got three different kinds. This is the camper dad hat. Uh kind of has a brown kind of feel going. We have an American dad hat which is red, white and blue and again they're all this trucker style as comfortable as a baby's bottom and uh we've got one that's called the Harley dad. It's brown and orange. Um so anyway, hey Ben. Uh I, I was just over we pulled in last night in our RV and we saw your deck and pool. Last time we talked, you had just gotten up a few posts, and this is one week later, and you have a ton finished.
0: Yeah, it's been incredibly impressive, actually. Uh, I, I thought we wouldn't even be touching it. I think I said on the last show, like maybe by the end of May, I wanted it close, but I'm hoping now by next week sometime, it should be almost basically done. So uh, it was, everyone's just pulled together, we have a big group, good group of friends, and then uh, my brother's father-in-law was able to help because he does some of that kind of stuff, and We slapped it together last night. We put the actual pool up and uh, got that installed and all the sand and everything for the floor. So it's gone awesome so much faster than I thought it would be. So I'm thrilled. I mean, we should have it done hopefully, like I said, in like a week or something like that. So, uh, you know, if you're going to get something like that, it could be a good deal. But uh, (laughs) you definitely need a lot of good people who can help because otherwise I would just be probably putting in like the first four boards still on my own. So I'm super thankful uh, but it will be awesome. I think we'll see. But it it's, is going to be sweet. awesome. It is amazing. It's
1: huge. Yeah. Um. And our spring weather, I think, is finally here. Uh, even and when we came up on when we were driving on Sunday, it had snowed like on Saturday, didn't it? I mean, it had snowed. yeah. It was like or maybe Sunday. Sunday night.
0: It was. We went outside. We'd watched a movie with some of my siblings, and uh, there was snow covering everything. And then the next morning by ten or nine, it was like. 50 something 60 degrees out, sunny green grass, beautiful like the and then today it was like 70s. So it, it was, was weird. awesome. It was freak like snowstorm I guess. So we're glad yeah. that's passed though, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well hey, uh
1: let's make a little uh turn in our chit-chat here and w- I thought since we're just gonna kind of wing it and Ben agreed that maybe we just talk about some of the comments that we've seen in Facebook or on our website lately. Um, because you moms, there seems to be a common thread through all these um, and really it, what it does, I can feel it, it is stealing your smiles. Um, even when I was at the convention, I just would talk to these moms and uh, you would hear, there, there were these. we'd have these conversations and through a lot of these conversations, they're just so worried and by they, I mean you, you're just so worried, you're tired, you're doubting your efforts, uh, even though this, we're coming into spring and this is like, you know, the perfect time to homeschool. In fact, I saw uh, someone messaged me today and said, this is how we roll in Indiana. And it was a, uh, a mom who sent me a picture uh, of their homeschool day and it was their kids jumping on a trampoline. And she said, I make them read a few sentences and then they get to jump a little while. We read a few sentences and then they jump a little while. And I just think that is so awesome. But I thought maybe we'd just start our conversation um, with uh, some comments that I just received uh, on a blog post that I put. And uh, I put a blog, the title of the blog post is Burnout in Homeschool City. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Um, and I, I kind of did this. Uh, the Music Man, the start of it. Do you remember the Music Man, man? Yeah, ben?
0: Like that. uh, that's a good one. It's classic. Seventy-six it, trombones and all that. Exactly.
1: Um, but you know, it's uh oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Who's the Music Man? Uh, the actual but actor. Sta- well, I can think of the, the 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 actual actor is no, not Rex Harrison. It's somebody like that. Um, I bet you'll find out in just a second. But um. But it kind of starts off when he goes into the town, you know, and he's trying to drum up the, the idea that they need some band uniforms. Um, Harold Higgins is the name, or Harold, yeah, Harold yeah. Higgins, I think, is the name of the, the character. But he goes, trouble, 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 trouble. And then, and he oh, we got trouble, you know, and he does that, ah, you know. Um, oh, but, so I started this article that way. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Oh, we got trouble right here in, in homeschool city with the capital T that rhymes with B and that sounds for burnout. You know, there you go. Um, and then it says, but the truth is homeschooling and burnout go hand in hand, or at least they, they do now. I'm not sure it was always that way. It used, to be, uh, it used to be that in early homeschool pioneers, they were guided by the passions and purpose that home is the best place to learn and that parents are smart enough to know what's best for their children. But as the movement gathered momentum and acceptance, those guidings got pushed at the back burner, maybe right off the stove. Other criteria took their place, namely academics, curriculum and achieving. Moms lived up to, uh, lined up to hear home education experts and began their search for the perfect homeschool curriculum and were an easy target for the Professor Harold Hill It wasn't Higgins Hill. Professor Harold Hill and his sweet talking ways. Oh, yes. With this curriculum, your child will will increase his reading comprehension by 357%. With our program, your child's brain mass will increase. And the key to success is early mastery of Greek and Latin. Our curriculum uses only the Bible to teach your children all that he needs to know. Our books are 100% organic. With just seven-hour day, a day, your your child will. We've created a 1,500 easy-to-use units he's all spelled out for you. Music opens your child's heart to learning. These 150 living books will transform your child's life. With whole-grain cooking, dot, dot, dot. Oh, yes, we got trouble. Right here in homeschool city with a capital T that rhymes with B. And that stands for burnout. Well, anyway, the article goes on. And it's amazingly written, by the way. Uh <laughs> And, and then I wrote, it says, why just within the last two weeks, my bride plopped down on the couch and said to me, I hate this curriculum. I'm tired of its repetitiveness and stupid lessons. I mean, who cares if they know about Mastodons and, and its relationship to the woolly, woolly mammoth? I don't care. And it says I, that I need to teach them about Ur, like ancient, you know, Ur of the Chaldeans, ancient trade routes and the gods Molech and Chemosh. I could care less about Ur and trade routes. She looked at me to come to her aid and defend her reason for choosing the curriculum. I says, being a seminary graduate and knowing the value of knowledge for leading a godly and a productive life, I said, who cares? Throw the curriculum out. And I I think it's a waste of time, too. Um, And then it goes on. Because, you know, my wife has led a productive life without knowing anything about mastodons and woolly mammoths. She barely knows what a bear is. Um, and, and so the article goes on and just says, Hey, you know, we're so stressed out because people told us we need to do so many things. And, uh, you know, so I just said, Hey, why don't you go through, make a look, go do some off grid thinking and just plan out what you need. You know, like, uh, I, I said, just to get you started, here's the list for my little to middle school kids Bible. I want them to know basic uh, accounts, you know, know things about the Bible, key Bible verses and books of the Bible reading. They need to know how to do it. And once they learn the basics, they need to read writing, copywork, dictation, free writing, no book reports, themes, no pressure, math, add, subtract, multiply, divide, fractions, percentages, read a tape measure, you know. And then, you know, so we go on and we just talk about. Uh, basically writing down these things using your own noggin and figuring out what's really important, what's enjoyable, and then letting the rest go. Well, you know, I I had uh, several comments on the Facebook post and uh, some moms uh, 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 commented on the uh, actual blog post. And I was just reading those. And basically, here's what they said. They said, I love it, you know, I can see how that makes me can make my kids smile and me smile, and but then they go dot dot dot. But what about high school? You know when they get into high school, and uh, and Ben, I, won't, I I'd like you to put in too. But you know my my thinking is you know the really the only difference between high school or between grade school or elementary, middle school, and high school is the amount of fear. Moms have, you know, because really it's the same thing. You've been, you're qualified to teach your kids in high school. Um, I know you moms all freak out and you think, well, you know, I'm I'm not qualified to teach my high school. And Ben doesn't have the advantage or disadvantage maybe of being in a public school because I remember my high school teachers and they were terrible, you know. And I'm thinking I can do better than that. We can do better than that. Um, And so, moms, you're just so afraid, uh, you know, that 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 if you don't do it right or if you you know, what about transcripts and what about all these things? And I'm getting I get emails and we have these conversations all the time that say, you know, well, you've got to do this in high school or, you know, or they can't get into college. I just had this conversation. We talked a little bit about it last time um, with um, the blue collar homeschool. Um, But I was just having this conversation with with some the guys at Teaching Textbooks. And, uh, you know, we get comments from moms who say, well, yeah, but, you know, you have to have this kind of transcript with three years of this to get into college. And really, that's not true. That is a myth. Um, It's not the truth, Uh, you know, and even the Teaching Textbooks guys said, if your kids want to go to a Christian's college, really, all they need is money. Because it really that's what they need. And even the state schools, they may say that uh, may say that, oh, you have to meet all these requirements. They just want kids to be able to go. And I'm not tell, I'm telling you, too, that it's not about just, you know, going to the website and saying, what are the requirements for whatever? Um, because even that we were looking at one of the state schools in, uh, in Indiana. The requirements are like so nebulous. They may say, oh, you have to have this co- core 40 kind of thing. If you don't, as a homeschooler, you just have to demonstrate that your kids know something. You can have it in a, uh, a form. But even if you don't have it in a form, you can j- demonstrate. So they may have to make it, you know, you may have to jump through a few hoops to prove it. But, you know, if, if you're at home again, your kids are learning. They're learning plenty and you can still decide what the makes the most sense to you i don't know ben do you, do you feel that i mean do you see uh maybe the homeschoolers around us or maybe homeschooling moms that you talk to that they kind of freak out when they get to, to high school
0: yeah i mean i think i mean it almost seems like that's just kind of like the universal opinion is kind of like well we homeschool until we get to that point and then we just stop and that seems like Almost 100%. Or not not 100%, but there's a lot of people that we talk to that have that um, philosophy. Or a lot of my friends who I've talked to, they started it out and then once they got to high school, they went to, uh, or once they got to that age, they went to the public school or wherever else they went. And I'm not, yeah, I don't know exactly why. I think it is just they think, well, it's such an advanced thing, maybe, or it's for the other experiences, maybe at that point, uh, which again, I just don't think is an accurate reason and i know some people it's just the sports but um but i mean there's other opportunities around that but ooh, i just slipped off but i'm not sure exactly why i mean it just seems like everyone thinks they can't do it but i mean i don't know if everyone who i know that was homeschooled all the way through none of them have ever had any issues related to anything that the general fear is you know built off of and never that never panned out for them so i'm not sure exactly why it's still a myth you know
1: To me, it feels a little bit like, uh, you know how they'll say, like, uh, they always go to this atheistic kind of uh, question, like, well, if God is God, can he make a rock that he can't lift? You know, it it just feels like you go to this extreme, to this really super complicated thing to, to come to a point where you can disprove God or whatever. I feel like, you know, sometimes in high school, they'll say, well, you know, to get into the Ivy League schools, you have to do these things, and then you go, well, do you want to go to the Ivy League schools? And they'll say, well, no. Right, (laughs) exactly. What does it matter then if that's what they do?
0: And then I hear a lot of people I feel like also is the, oh, well, you need to be around other people, so you're more like, you know, more in tuned with the world or whatever, so that you're saltier or whatever, you know, however that argument goes. And I just do not see that has ever happened to anyone I've ever known. Uh, No high schooler I've seen has ever gone in and changed the whole school, like some movie or something, because they were so strong. And, you know, most kids aren't walking away when they're 10, you know, from Christ and following Jesus. They're walking away from in high school and college because uh, they generally aren't the ones who are, you know, bucking everything. Uh, And, I mean, and I just feel like the whole system is like, why all of a sudden just send them off to somewhere where the entire everything is built not just non-stop against god but like the whole concept is not reinforcing that in any way so if you're spending you know however many hours a day listening to something it's hard not to become calloused against it i think uh regardless of if if you you believe it i feel like you just start becoming okay with the things that are taught so okay with Homosexuality in certain ways, or things like that, you know, because it's just that's what just becomes a norm. And so then things like that become the norm for you. I think that can be a real danger, especially in high school, just as much as if it is a younger kid, I think. But well, I
1: think, and even with that said, you know, so I mean, there are probably moms listening going, Well, yeah, but I'm not going to send my kid to, you know, to some heathen uh, public university. Okay, since you're not going to send your kid to uh, some heathen public university that eliminates already, you know, we can jettison some of the requirements and for those even public universities. So if you're saying, okay, well, you know, I want to do a really good job in high school so that my kid can get into this Christian school, Um, you know, maybe it's a school that you went to or maybe there's another one. If your desire is to get your kid into Christian school, again, mom, that should help you relax a little bit, you know, because the requirements are kids who know how to learn. And that's what you do in homeschool. Even when they say those requirements might be, need, to, need to be met in a certain way, and they often don't. Again, it's this kind of myth that goes around. Uh, you know, Even some big websites that we trust still cave in. They'll say, hey, you don't need these requirements, but it's not a bad idea to follow the same kind of requirements as the public school in your area. That's bad advice. Don't follow the, the requirements for the public school in your area. You can do a lot better, you know. And I just think if you educate your children in a smiling kind of way, your kids are going to get wherever they need to, to go. And if they have to wait for a year, is that okay? Sure. I mean, I think it's a great idea. Um, and we talked some about that uh, right. last time. Okay. Uh, Ben, how about do a commercial and then we'll look at some of the comments you were gonna bring up.
0: I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Our family has used Teaching Textbooks for nearly 10 years, and we have loved it throughout the entire experience. Their new 3.0 version of their curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Each and every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so they can easily ensure that they are learning and check their progress if you'd like. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit their website, teachingtextbooks.com, to check out their free trial and do a sample lesson, or you can visit them at your local homeschooling convention and talk to them in person. Thanks to Teaching Textbooks for all their support. So, I had a couple questions here, or not questions so much, but just comments that I saw. Um, and then uh, through on some of the Facebook posts, but one of them said here: Heather said, "If you have kids that dwaddle, <laughs> dwaddle i said that first earlier—dawdle and poke and resist learning, uh, how can you not keep at it? If they have done only one math problem and eaten a piece of toast by 11 a.m., then you clap and say good job, and you're done for the day? Question mark So you know, saying is that all we do, or what do we do if we have that kid who just you know doesn't?" Move quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's why
1: God gave them parents. You know our job is, and Ben, you're already you are already experienced that with you know with Renly because you know our if 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 you just let her do whatever she wants to do, <laughs> she'll just you know she'll play. She won't come. Um, and our our job as parents is to do what's best for them. So if you want your child to be done with math at a certain time they need to be done with math at a certain time if you don't want your child to uh watch tv at 9 30 in the morning then say you know the tv or whatever we're not going to watch tv at eight o'clock it has to be turned off or whatever you're the parents you decide um again the beauty of homeschooling is that you kind of get to do it at your own pace um but if you want to be done by noon then your kids should be done at noon uh
0: and I would say probably, I mean, again, this is from from some of the things we've heard from other you know, people on our guests and just from experience, too, but I would think that you would really need to pay attention, to to customizing it to make sure that that child isn't just, you're not, it's not an arbitrary goal that, you know, maybe one of your kids is really good at math and you can give them a ton and they like it, but the other ones really hates it and it's just not their strong suit. It may not be the same thing done by the same time, but obviously, again, that's homeschooling, so you can customize it to make sure that it's achievable for them and not overwhelming, and that they're not getting burnt out. But at the same time, that you know, you're not just letting them mess around for the whole time or whatnot, uh, which obviously is is a different thing. Because that that's what
1: people will say. They'll say, "Oh, so you're talking about smiling all the time, Todd? Like you just so we don't do anything and we just have fun all the time?" That's not what it's about. That's not. That, does, that That's only temporary smiles, and sometimes you need some temporary smiles. So on a sunny day, you go out and play on the ju- trampoline. Um, but on an ongoing thing, you know your children have to be able to function in a society where they use written words. You know, they can't read the Bible if they don't know how to read. You know, they need to know how to add, and they need to know how to subtract. They need to know how to do some basic math. And maybe even later on, maybe they'll do some more complicated math. Your job as parents is to get them there, you know, so again, I know parents and Ben knows parents who their kids always have a reason for what they're doing, you know, and they'll you know, might say, oh, they're afraid of open spaces, you know, and that's I know that's a real fear, but I was trying to think of something else, you know, or they're afraid of. I can't think of one uh, (laughs) without giving it away. I don't want to give it away. (laughs) Um, You know, or or, I don't know. They don't they don't like to do math. Well, I don't like to do math either. But, you know, at a certain level, everybody has to do some math. If you think it's important, then you need to make your kid do it again. You know, maybe there's some real consequences. Maybe you say, okay, hey, if you're going to dawdle because we're not going to have this battle every time you're going to miss out on something later. You know, you can't you can't you can't do your thing in the afternoon unless you're done by whatever time I tell you to in the morning. You know, um, and again, I know, Ben, we might even talk about this in a minute because I think you mentioned it yep. about uh, uh, video games. Yep. Um, sometimes I'm just not a big one for using that as the reward all the time, you well, know, be because our back. kids. Say that again.
0: It could be the drawback. Uh, so Jenny said, my son wants to get it all done so he can play computer games. If you have like a – I think I think the biggest thing – we'll probably talk more about this on a whole episode. But I think the biggest thing is is not that all games are bad. It's that people who – the only thing they enjoy is game, video games. And obviously that's where the issue is. I and mean, we played some throughout our growing up. But it was always very like limited so that we – also you know spent time where we couldn't do that so we liked lego we liked playing outside we liked doing all that stuff because i think if you just allow it all to choose then the general inclination will just be always play but so for example when we had one hour of uh, our computer gaming every other day which not saying you have to do that just saying that was what ours was and i think there were times where it was like if you can't if you don't get your room cleaned or if you don't get x chore done or whatever it was then you don't get today's you know computer day or whatever and, and so it could be a negative you know forum versus right, right, right just like here's your reward go play all the rest of the day if you want like i don't think that needs to be a reward but it could be if you have a structured something, you know, in that way, taking that away, if they enjoy it, that can be a good motivator because, you know, I know it worked for us, at least to some extent. So. Right,
1: right. I agree. You know, because, again, even talking about video games, the reason I don't like them as a reward because I don't want to to elevate that above everything else. Right. You know, and so because I'm, I'm not a video game guy, but I'm a TV guy. I mean, if you gave me the the option between talking to anybody in the whole world except my family or watching TV, I'd pick TV. You know, if you gave me the option of doing almost anything. And and watching TV, I'd pick TV because it's easy. And I think some people play video games for the same reason. Your kids might feel the same way. So sometimes we have to take that away in order to promote something else. So, you know, I don't give that as a reward, but I, so I like mine kind of cut and dry. You know, you can have it on an hour, and later after Ben left, you know, we cut it down to an hour on Tuesday and an hour on Thursday, and that was it. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like it was a little under control, but when if you have a kid who's just going, can I play now, can I play? If I, if I finish real early, can I go play? You know, and then they just disappear, I think we're teaching them the wrong thing, you know, because we, we, you know, we want them to, we also want to homeschool them and how to use their free time with other things.
0: Cause I mean, yeah. I think through that whole thing, you're also teaching discipline and things that are uh, working on things that are hard. Right. Cause I mean, obviously like when we were younger, we always would rather have played Lego or whatever else we were doing, you know, and mom would always have to drag us off of it, you know? And I mean, mm. obviously though, like later on, Having to stick at something that you don't enjoy, I think, is a valuable thing to teach, you know, because obviously otherwise it's just like always do whatever you want. I mean, and I'm not saying anyone's even thinking that, but, you know, it can be that is a valuable thing that I think helps later on. And we fought mom a lot. And the smiling thing, like, <laughs> I mean, we did not smile most of the time, you know, I mean, it was not, I mean, we had a lot of. A lot of arguments, a lot of, you know, everything. And I mean, I was a lot always, of battles. like Sam was always a lot more uh, of a plotter. He would just stick away at, you know, whatever it was and just, <clears throat> you know, sit there and just go through it. Whereas I was a lot more like bouncing around all over the place usually. So, I mean, it was, I'm sure, a challenge for mom going between the two, you know, in that way. But yeah,
1: well, I know going back to that kind of initial question and then we'll we're going to wrap it up with that because we're just about out of time. But, you know, I know mom, some moms will say, well, see, that's why I make my kids do so much work, you know, because I, they need to plod through this. And they need even if they're crying, they need to work through. Doesn't God want them to be diligent? Yes, God does want them to be diligent. But moms, we need to be realistic. You know, if you're doing if you're doing two hours of math every day, you know, for I'll say any of your children, that's too much. Um, you know, I don't think you're teaching them. You're not accomplishing what you want to accomplish. You're really killing a level of learning. You're unless there are some kind of math pro- prodigies, proteges that they just love doing math all the time. Um, it's not a pleasurable experience. Um, I know, again, if you went to public school, you had it for whatever, 45 minutes. And of that 45 minutes. 20 minutes of it was in just getting kids under control. So now you're really at 40 minutes, you know, or maybe 30 minutes of instruction in math. Um, and, and really, you can probably do it in that. Um, so don't use that as an excuse to make your kids miserable. Um, but, hey, as we're wrapping this up, here's what I want you to take away. I want you not to be afraid. I want you to be able to, ta- to do homeschooling whether it's in elementary or middle school or high school, the way that you see best. You know, so if you think, you know, if your kids aren't smiling, then figure out a different way to do it. If you're not smiling, figure out a different way to do it. Don't be afraid and think, well, we got to meet all these requirements. Because, again, those requirements, I don't think, are always there. You know, they, they just have set forth some things and not even the public school. Fits all those, you know, they just they say, oh, yeah, you have to go through this textbook, but they don't say how much you have to require, how much was required to get through. It doesn't. So, you know, God made you smart enough to figure it out and use your smile as a barometer. Okay, uh, we're out of time. Uh, This weekend is Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. Um, I hope you have a really good one. Uh, Maybe uh, on Good Friday, if you're not doing something at church, maybe just spend a little bit of time. Of gathering your family together and remember, remembering and reminding them, you know, of how dark it was, and what Christ had to do so that we could do this forever. That we could do family forever. That He gave up His, you know, His Son for us, and then have a glorious uh, resurrection Sunday. You know, don't don't you set your expectations too high, Mom, because they're going to be dashed. If you do, Uh, and if there are any dads listening, I don't know why you would. But if there are, um, dads, take the responsibility away from your wife. Not away, but help shoulder some of that responsibility so she doesn't have to. Um, So have a great week. Um, If you get some spring weather, make sure you enjoy it because this is why we homeschool. And don't forget to smile.
0: Thanks for listening. Although it's a bit less focused in some of our episodes, we hope you found it encouraging. If you have a question or if you have a topic you would like us to cover, feel free to message us on Facebook. We also want to thank our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all their great math products, view a sample lesson, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a wonderful week, and as always, keep smiling.